Another blessed episode transmitting high atop of Florida's Peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to episode 207, Jesus or Barabbas? That is the question that was posed by Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Roman governor over the people, and he asked, Jesus or Barabbas? That's what we're going to dive into today. As always, how do you get in contact with us? RaiderCop.com. You can hear all our episodes from 1 to 207. And RaiderCopNation.com takes you to the official website where you can get more information. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us almost anywhere except Twitter. We're not on Twitter. You can find us under the handle of Raider Cop, Raider Cop Podcast, or Raider Cop Nation. Today, we are moving forward on spiritual growth. On this channel, you get the day-to-day operations in law enforcement. You get the basic training that officers receive, we talk about. We talk about firearms. We talk about getting situational awareness. But today, as we celebrate Holy Week, we want you to have bulletproof armor. And that is only with the spirit of the Lord. And that spiritual awareness will open up doors mighty for you. So we're going to unleash that power today and discuss a very important question that was given 2,000 years ago. We're going to ask it today. We're going to change roles. We're going to examine what happened then and what's going to happen today. Well, the country's still in complete chaos down on the border. This morning I saw a video on the news that was truly upsetting and disgusting to me as a coyote was over the fence at the border and he was throwing two little girls down on the American side of the fence. One of them was three, the other one was five. And as he threw them down on the ground, they threw what appeared to be like a little bag or something. And you see the coyote that threw them run away on the Mexican side. The little girls are down there by themselves. I don't care how you want to spin it. And I don't care if you 
want to get into the weeds with politics and aluminum foils as bed spreads. But I can tell you one thing. Two innocent children, little girls, three and five, and not a blink of an eye or any emotion from the federal government, president, nor vice president. If those two little girls would have been any other race, they would have burned down Washington. But there really is no outcry, is there? There should be. Where are the Mexican-Americans? Where are those Americans that were born in Central America? They should be screaming loudly. This nonsense needs to stop and stop now. Those little girls were picked up by Border Patrol agents and pretty much rescued. Do you actually expect a child that's three and five to walk on a desert all by themselves? Now, a lot of people are saying, well, they threw them there because they knew that uh, Border Patrol would pick them up. Yeah. But what if they didn't? What if they never would have seen them? This is bullshit, people. And it's about time that we take off the mask and we deal with the issues at hand. And that includes immigration. All right, the word of the week, we got a lot to cover and it's going to be a long one. Matthews 27, 11 to 26. Now, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priest and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you know, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now, the Feast of Governors was accustomed to release the multitude, one prisoner whom they wished. And at the time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barbarus. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barbarus or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, Say, have nothing to do with that just man, 
for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priest and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barbarus and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which one of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barbarous. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising. He took water and washed his hands, and before the multitude said, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barbarus to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. The question that we ask today is a similar one. Now, during this event with Jesus, Pilate had said that he was an innocent man even washed his hands and said that he would not be responsible for the blood. And he washed his hands of this innocent man. His wife warned him, Pilate's wife, of the terrible, horrifying dream that she had because Jesus was innocent. But the question that was at hand that Pilate had created was a plan that he thought would not fail. Surely the people had enough intelligence to know between right and wrong. Surely the people would not put blood on their hands because of envy of a few priest surely the people had a conscience to know that they would make an innocent man suffer and suffer a horrifying death so Pilate asked a question to the crowd Which one should I release to you, Jesus or Barbarous? Pilate was struck by the boldness of the crowd. Of course, the chief priest had put the multitude up to it. He had manipulated their level of thought 
He had corrupted their level of thinking. He had made it easy for them to become evil. The crowd started chanting Barbarous. Let him go. We want him. The murderous, evil person that he was was regarded as a rebel of some type at the time. But to the people, he was just a murderous thug. Surely, society would be a better place without him, barbarous around. But Pilate would repeat the question a second time and he would say, then what will I do with this innocent man? And boldly, they spoke, crucify him. The question that Pilate had asked was, as I said, because he assumed that the innocent man would be set free. He noticed immediately that there was a sinister plan greater than the one he had thought. And now an innocent man has to be put to death. Pilate washed his hands of the whole thing. And we know the outcome. Today, there are many that are washing their hands of the whole thing. Today, they are a chief priest that are influencing the multitude. Today, the same question that Pilate had asked over 2,000 years ago is being asked to you and to me. Which one should I release? Jesus or barbarous? You see, the question when it was asked 2,000 years ago, it crucified the innocent man and let free the guilty. But the question was more profound than that. You see, the innocent man, by Scripture and by the prophets had proclaimed had to die on the cross for our sins. There was no sacrifice that could be done on any altar to release man of the judgment that is to come because of their sinful nature since the time of Adam and Eve. And the question was a lot greater in magnitude that we could understand today and most definitely that that crowd 2,000 years ago could understand. But because the scriptures were fulfilled, Jesus was put to a horrible death 
as the scripture says, that he was killed and even to the point of being killed on a piece of wood, which was even more evil during that time. He'd be crucified along with two robbers, two thieves, an innocent man. While Jesus was on that cross with the two thieves, one believed and one did not. One praised and one mocked. Ultimately, the one that was praising turns to Jesus and says, when you go to that heavenly place, think of me. And Jesus said, you're coming along for the ride. Because the thief that believed recognized not only that there was an innocent man stuck on a cross dying next to him that was a thief, the thief recognized he was a sinner. He was remorseful of that fact. He was talking to Jesus, admitting that fact. He even went on to say, I am guilty, but you are innocent. He confessed. So imagine that. The first person to walk into heaven with Jesus was a thief. Isn't that pretty amazing? But there was two of them, and the other one, a mocker. He said, why don't you bring yourself down off the cross? Why'd you save yourself? What if, what if, what if? And he mocked all the way to hell. The question that Pilate asked was greater than anybody understood. Jesus would bear our sins on that cross. Barbarous, on the other hand, would be release. And in thinking of how Barbarous felt at that time, when they told him, Pilate wants you to stand before him to see if you will be released by the crowd or a man named Jesus. Barbarous went, but I'm sure he thought the whole thing was hilarious and joking because, you see, Barbarous wouldn't even vote for himself. But it happened. The reason that Barbarous wouldn't vote for himself because he was full of evil. There's no love found in Barbarous. But what Barbarous didn't know, that the one that was trading places with him, his heart was full of love. 
a love and a magnitude that no human being could understand. To give up your life for a murderous thug like Barbarous. But Jesus did it without much even saying a word. Quiet. His actions spoke boldly. His innocence was completely surrounding Jesus. Everybody in that crowd knew he was innocent. And he said nothing. Imagine, if you will, today, today, these big mouths, these race hustlers you see on TV, screaming and barking about everything. Could you imagine that we would put people to death on crucifixions and we would gather one of them up as guilty as they are of doing horrible, sinful acts? They would be screaming bloody murder that they're innocent. Imagine, if you will, a barbarous next to Jesus today. In fact, place yourself as barbarous. Would you feel dignified to say, yeah, let me go? Yeah, of course, you probably have some type of desire and hope that a bunch of suckers are born and they're going to let me go. But you know you're guilty. You know that the man that's going to take your place is innocent. But you don't care. Because there's no love found in you. So today, we're on the platform. The pilot is there. The question is going to be asked. Jesus or Barbarous? But today, you are Barbarous. Would you, in your mind, say, I hope they pick me so I can go or would you say he's innocent he didn't do anything wrong why should he suffer it's a personal question and a personal answer that you'll have to give to yourself but no doubt it's not a human act human act is to survive Jesus did that act because his abundance and love was so great. Today, that same question that Pilate asked 2,000 years ago is being asked today, but it's not about innocent or guilty as it appeared to be 2,000 years ago. The real question was, do you want to live in sin or do you want to be free of your sins and live eternally.
That's what Pilate was really asking, but nobody understood, including Pilate, that he was asking that. We know what they answered. Because of their answer, we are saved. For those that believe that that death, that day, the one they crucified on the cross for my sin and yours was the only begotten Son of God named Jesus. As Scripture called him the Christ that committed no sin and thus won the victory of the keys to heaven that Adam lost to Satan. We know the outcome three days as Jesus told the chief priest I will destroy this temple and build a new one. And they all giggled and laughed and said, how can you rebuild the temple that took us years and years and decades to build? They didn't understand. Today, that same question that Pilate asked is being asked to you and to me. But you see, it's not about salvation of billions of people it's about an individual choice an individual answer because it's dealing with you the individual Jesus or Barbarus which one do you pick and it's not about the crucifixion do you pick life or death you see barbarous even though he lived that event he was more dead than alive he was so evil that when he would be put to death eventually for doing something remember we all live by the sword those that live by the sword die by the sword so barbarous was only on a wing and a prayer. Eventually he would go and he wasn't going to go to heaven. So today the question is asked to you. Do you want to be barbarous? Live free of your sinful ways? You still have them. You can keep them. No one's taking them away. Open the door and you can run right out. Don't know how long you'll last. But today, in this court, you'll be free. Or you can pick Jesus. That even if you were to be put to death today, but you're understand that he's taking your place as a sinner that you and I are and that we accept that he is innocent and as such I accept him and he is faithful enough powerful enough to cleanse me of my sins as I repent of what I've done 
and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. My reward, even if I die today, I live forever. Barbarous, you live today, but you will ultimately die forever. This is the question that you have to ask yourself. For a lot of people that are non-believers, they don't understand the, the magnificence of the power of love that Jesus would die for a murderous monster, animal, on that cross and not utter a word. Just think about all the race hustlers and troublemakers you see on TV today. Can you imagine them? Huh? They'd be screaming like a goat. Jesus said nothing. He said nothing for a lot of reasons. He knew what the outcome was. He knew what scripture was. He knew what laid before him. And he manned up. A lot more than a lot of people would do. Nobody would do it. <clears throat> oh yeah, we all took a good game. That was real. They take out those five or six inch nails and grab a hammer. It ain't phony, it's real. He did it for you and for me. Today the question is, which one do you pick? How long is it gonna take you to make that decision? And is that decision that you make real or make-believe? You see, you might be able to fool yourself, but if you're not sincere in your answer, you'll end up like barbarous. That's all. Eventually, you're more dead than you are alive. The Bible, the scriptures, are violent at times when you read them. And they are for good reason because we as humans are violent people. But violence is not necessarily only understood as physical violence and striking one another. Sometimes we're violent in boldness and speech or violent in act. That's always physical. Today there's a lot of people that they become this second thief on the cross mocking. There's a big following today in America 
with the agendas that we have in front of us to close down churches, mock churches, and eventually blame everything on Christians. You might even say, well, you know, that's your opinion, because I don't believe it because I haven't seen it. I don't care what you believe. I know it is, and the reason I know it because it's in Scripture. You see, when you're a Christian and you're a believer and you understand what the Word of God says, you know the outcome. Eventually, we as Christians will be prosecuted, put to death, stoned, cursed at, beaten, because this world wants Barbarus to be released. And we represent something else. So we know the outcome. But we know that the God that we serve has given us so many wonderful promises. And we believe in them. Such a wonderful God. I'll leave you with this, and we'll eventually go into this study as well. Think about it. Jesus came in the form of a man being God. As the Trinity says, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and knows exactly what the plot is. But he boldly, violently, not physically, but in boldness violently, continues to go forward. 33 years of life, and he suffered greatly. Scripture tells us that the other two thieves, their legs were broken and they suffered greatly. Of course, as Jesus did because he died too. But Jesus died with not one bone broken. Because he was innocent. But that love and that magnitude has lasted over 2,000 years. Do you know anybody else that died 2,000 years ago that is that powerful? That we're still talking about it? But if you look at it, there was a process towards this crucifixion. When Jesus came on the donkey and he told his disciples to get the donkey and he told them where it was and it was waiting for them there. And it was all prearranged by God. Ultimately, he would go to the garden and he would pray. And he would get even a little upset at his own disciples because he told them, you can't even pray with me. They were falling asleep. 
But he prayed and he anguished all night long, not to be relieved of what he had to do, but he prayed greatly for you and for me, for this moment in time, so that the power of the Lord himself can transmit thousands of years later and impact you today. Because scripture says he knew you before the foundation. He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. That's powerful. But unfortunately, many will turn this off and not listen not only to this podcast but to the general message of the Great Commission that was uttered by Jesus go and preach to all the world they look at you as a person as human as a man or a woman and they try to say who does he think who does she think she is but they don't understand is you're just a vessel that God uses to transmit his message. That message has been transmitted to you today. I can tell you that today's choice, if you pick Jesus, will be difficult because we live in a sinful world. We live in a corrupt society and Christians don't fit in well in these corrupt societies. Prosecution is on the way. We will suffer. I don't know if it's today, tomorrow, or a thousand years, or a hundred years from now, but those that raise their hand and say that they are believers in Christ Jesus will suffer. But the sufferment that they will have is only minute compared to the glory that they will live. And how do I know that? Because it's in Scripture. And my God told me so. Up next, we go back to regular programming, get out of the spiritual and I hope you really got something out of these two messages that's why we do it this way and um, you have the the will to believe or not believe greatest gift that God ever gave man with the biggest responsibility you can turn it off or you can put it on it's up to you so that's why we brought it today April 7th, we're going to have uh, Kilo Sierra on, and we're going to talk about preemption, how important that is. What is preemption? I live in the state of blank, blank, and we have constitutional carry or permit carry. As long as you're a law-abiding American, you can have a weapon, and uh, you can wear that upon your person because it is your right to bear arms. But... 
Whatever you do, don't go through the township or the city of, because they have township and city ordinances barring you from carrying a gun in their area. That is preemption. It is sick and it's disobedient. Because the law of the land, whatever state that is, they go contrary to it. Remember when we had 45 in office? Sanctuary city, we're sanctuary, sanctuary state. We're not going to abide by those rules. Sound familiar? You're a boy? No, you can be a girl. Yeah. Wipe that stuff right off. They do it in the military now, and you and me, the taxpayer, we pay for it. Because Joe's army is going to conquer the world. Disobedient to God's word. A man and a woman. Nah, I know. You can be whatever you want. That's the sick society that we live in today. And when you see it on television, it reminds me of Punch's pilot asking the question, which one should I release? It's horrifying. So the lineup April 7th, we have preemption with uh, how important is it with uh, Kilo Sierra. April 10th, I will have uh, an episode on Organized Crime Control Act as part of the Wise Guy uh, series. April 14th, we are going to uh, talk about guns again and reciprocity, and we're going to talk about what you should know, you know. Now, more than ever, you need to know before you travel with your gun where you can travel, how you can travel. Don't just take it for granted. There are lunatics out there. April uh, 18th, and some of these dates might be a little off because I'm making some changes. But uh, also in April, we're going to have Paula uh, get on it. And uh, we're going to talk about the good and bad of Paula. And of course, uh, sometime in April, probably April 21st. Wonder Woman will be back with us. We haven't heard from Wonder Woman in quite a while. Uh, She was kept at social distance more so than Kilo Sierra. I think we kept him at distance nine months. I think she's been kept at distance for about a year. But we're bringing him back and uh, and we're gonna, we like, we're glad they're coming back. We're gonna talk about all OT, off-duty monitoring and uh, Wonder Woman will bring us that perspective based on being a supervisor, a field supervisor, a sergeant. How do you focus on the people underneath you? How do you monitor them to get overtime and off-duty assignments? Or is it just a free-for-all? They just need a pulse. You have dead. It doesn't matter. Get in there. You know, just recently, the New York City... Department of Corrections and COBRA, their union, the Correctional Officers Benevolent Association, announced that officers in the New York City jail systems 
were working 24 to 30 hours straight. Straight. Because they don't have enough personnel. Because that clown mayor they got up there won't hire anybody. Sad. What can I tell you? And uh, also in April, we're going to pick up uh, the Pagans MC on the Outlaw 1% uh, uh, episodes that we've been having on the Wise Guys series. So that's kind of what our lineup is. The dates are probably going to switch around a little bit, so I'm not going to concentrate too much on the dates, but that's the, the lineup for the month of April. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. I'm out.